Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It goes without saying that you're listening to an episode of This Doesn't Go Without Saying. Nice. It's a bit of an insane intro we've given ourselves that one. Just what? <laughs> this episode, I think, is extremely weird. You asked us questions. We're giving a lot of unsolicited advice. Well, that makes it solicited, right? I guess it was solicited. <laughs> yeah. We're giving a lot of solicited advice. You literally asked for this. Yeah. <laughs> On all different topics. I can't even remember what there are now. Uni advice, which everyone always wants to know about. Crisp flavours we went into. Mm-hmm. Um, which may not hook you. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally understandable. <laughs> if you want to turn it off now, totally understand. Mm-hmm. I think there are some real good little bits in here and i mean we had a good time so i hope you do too okay fucking hell (laughs) let's try this again (laughs) it's funny because on the last take i was like thank ah thank god it was so good to be recording (laughs) and now it's just like yeah start from scratch start from scratch we got 10 minutes in and then we had a bit of an altercation almost about scientology which ended in me being like i just want a nice and normal podcast let's go (laughs) so when when was it ever a nice and normal podcast what a strange thing to ask for oh god okay funny that we got a bit like there was a bit of tension over elizabeth moss being a scientologist now i don't want to talk about it again no we're not going but it was basically me being like i'm not i didn't want to I didn't want to say anything that was upsetting Sefi, but she wasn't getting upset. <laughs> no, no, I didn't want to say anything. And then she thought I was getting upset, upsetting her about being upset. <laughs> no, no, I just didn't want to say anything that upset you about Elizabeth Moss being a Scientologist. No, never. No, it could never. It could never upset me. No, you could never upset me about Elizabeth Moss being a Scientologist either. Anyway. Oof. So, new start. Fresh, fresh start. Before the Scientology talk started, you were making a really good point. So, do you want to... Yeah. Rewind. Yeah, rewind it back. Freeze frame, but you're wondering how I got in this situation. Okay, (laughs) question that's been lurking around the internet, I think, for a few months. And if you haven't heard it, it's about to blow your Mm. mind. It blew mine. Um, it's just a really fun little question. And the crux of it is kind of, you can you can switch it out, make it relevant to you if it's not relevant to you in the way that I'm going to tell it, which is just the basic, like, kind of, um, way. Um, very reductive. The question that was posed to me was, for the rest of your life, you are not in control of any decision made for you. What you eat, what you wear, who you date, what you end up doing with your life, career, children, anything, where you live, etc., You've got the choice of two people who are going to be in control of every decision made for you ever. Every decision, all control. Would you rather it be your mum or your dad? It is fascinating. It's good, isn't it? Or two caregivers. It can be anyone. doesn't have to be heteronormative or just whatever you've got. Whatever you've got. (laughs) Whatever you've got. Lying around. Exactly. Grandma, auntie. But it's interesting because it tells you so much about... The relationship with someone's parents, what, not only what the perception that they have of their parents, but the perception that they think that their perce- that their parents have of them, the way that you know are their decisions, what are their decisions being made out of, are they going to prioritize doing something to give you the life that they think you deserve to have? Are they going to prioritize doing whatever they think you would want to do and to make you happy? There's so much that it reveals or like calls into question. I think it's so interesting. It's such a good question. Dump mm. it in your group chat somewhere and discuss. It's so good. 
I think it's because there's a few things that come into play there. As you said, it's like, do I trust their ability to make decisions for me? What is their perception of me? I think one of the main things that comes into my weighing up Mm. of my two choices is what are their motivations for decision making? Yeah. Do I trust their motivations? Like, not only do they see me is there an overlap in the way I see myself and the way they see me and would we want the same things for me? But also, would they be motivated by like love or fear or ego or what's the motivation here? Because I only, regardless of what my life will actually look like at the end of all their decision making, Mm -hmm. if it's motivated by love, I'm not mad at it. But if I could see, if I'm kind of this weird robot going through life and I can see someone making decisions out of ego i'm annoyed i'm like well i don't even you don't even really want this like Mm. what i'm i'm living Mm -hmm. a fake life but if i can see that it's come out of one of my parents love for me it's almost like oh i can't be that annoyed even if it doesn't even look really exactly how i'd want it for some reason um i'm running an amateur dramatic society which is what i kind of think my (laughs) mum would choose for me which i don't want i'm not really mad because it's like okay this is what you have really tried your hardest to think what I would like and what would be good for me. But what does scare me is who I'd be dating. Because mm. I do not trust either of them to choose that well. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for... I think that's a crux for a lot of people. Is that who you're... Dating. Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? It's just I can picture it now. It's just like they'd both choose the same kind of smelly hippie. It does sound quite nice no i can see him it will be i i I know i know all vibes of him they would both choose the exact same person that's so funny and i and i don't like the look of him (laughs) or the smell of him (laughs) and you don't like him (laughs) Mm. such an interesting question right because i also thought it was interesting to ask like your sister for example exactly because i think it's interesting like amongst siblings like would who would say what because you've obviously got different relationships yeah etc etc i think we'd say the same but it won't be disclosed here <laughs> <laughs> leave them both guessing jokes as if they would ever listen <laughs> strict ban how would that change how would that change you if your parents started listening oh my god well th- there have been some that I my mum listened to the first one that I was like you when we first ever recorded an episode like in Brighton me and you sat at a table mm. I, I was like you've got to listen it's so funny we're amazing because obviously it was <laughs> so just weird. like two random little kids and I thought we were hilarious mm-hmm. but now it's actually you know a bit of a thing debatable but a bit of a thing <laughs> Shitty little thing. God, she couldn't listen. No. And she's, she, I heard her once on the phone. She's got like a bit of a script that she says to people. A line. My mom. Like me saying to my nan, it's like a radio show, but like not good. <laughs> oh my God. Also, I tried to explain to my grandma what it was the other day. And what did you say? Oh my God. Well, she was like, I was like, do you know what a podcast is? And she was like, well, it's kind of like an advertisement. And I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so she thinks I run an advertisement. That's really sweet. I know. That was really nice. I was like, yeah, kind of. Like, not at all. But yeah. Okay. Honestly, like, that grasp of the internet just seems so... Blissful. Idyllic, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Mm. Really nice. Yeah, go on. Your mum's got a little line but about... But yeah, my mum has a line that when whenever people ask her, oh, so do you listen? So I've heard her on the phone a few times. Like, so the person has clearly said, like, oh, so do you listen? And she always says... I listened to the first one, but now it just feels like eavesdropping. <laughs> she always says it feels like eavesdropping. That's like her line that she Fair says enough. almost to get to like no questions asked. Like, no, it feels like eavesdropping. I think it is a bit like eavesdropping though. I agree. Because I get that with people. It's almost like you either have to be a listener and it's like you're in on the friendship and it's us three. So it's Sefi, me and you listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's almost like if you're coming in not as our friend, basically, it's friend or foe <laughs> coming in with different intentions or like a different awareness or you're not coming in as to meet this meet in this life as equals if you're coming in, <laughs> in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's mm. if you're coming with um, a set perception and, and by set perception, I mean that you know us in our personal lives. I think it's just jarring to listen to if you know us. I don't know how. There are people who know me or have known me and listen, I'm like, I must be driving you fucking mental. Yeah, I can only apologise. Turn me off. Turn <laughs> me off now. I demand it. 
it's my human it's right just, you how how do you cope how do you cope yeah it's so yeah i find that so interesting but one of my best friends like really listens i'm like it's weird yeah. because she doesn't know you she's not friends with you so that must be i always think that must be really weird because you're hearing but i think that waters it down i think it waters it down personally how so what do you mean just because uh, i think i have the same thing where like my friends would listen and then i think well it must i must be less unbearable because you're in it too and they don't know you so it's like oh, it's more i think the i think the combo of us makes us more unbearable because you're not just hearing me you're here you're hearing you which is why it's no you're not just hearing me on my own ranting on my own podcast it's like you're hearing a very specific side of me a dynamic yeah you're hearing a very specific yeah. dynamic that doesn't happen anywhere else on the planet for me yeah do you know what i mean you're hearing my weakest moments <laughs> you're hearing the most embarrassing side of you're me. you're hearing my shadow self <laughs> my tethered loud and proud yeah you're hearing literally the worst part of me yeah i agree i think it's really weird i mean the idea of people listening from life is fucking strange but it does happen that's what's scary mm. anyway yeah apparently apparently people have heard this podcast once or twice shall we start off with just a nice chat yeah, I'd love to start off with a nice chat. Um, how are you? Um, I'm just fine today. Like, there's no, no emotion <laughs> behind these eyes. <laughs> I've got deja vu because in the previous take that we had to scrap, Sefi said, how are you? And I said, I'm frustrated because I just can't find the perfect word to sum up how I feel. Like, I feel kind of bad. I feel kind of good. Like, I just feel weird and it's pissing me off. And then I said, how are you? And she said, I'm fine. And I said, I feel like you're rubbing in my face that you have the most perfect. <laughs> word to sum up how you feel just fine just fine yeah <laughs> well, i'm glad you're fine well so you're not fine though you're you're fine but you're not you're a mix of things it honestly sounds like i've got a gun to my head well you did kind of put a gun to my head and say i want a nice normal <laughs> show because she kept being really nice she kept being like bless you i feel bad you kept being like we don't have to record like we can save it we can do it another time and i was like no we have to do it now i was like i'm fine yeah. i am fine i'm fine mm. i'm fine i don't know why my voice is going so high i'm fine because i just feel like if we don't get it done it just pisses me off you know when it's like you set out to do something then you can't do it you yeah. can't fulfill the task it just fucking pisses me off and then your energy is weird all day yeah i'm just thrown all day i used to have that so much at uni when i would be like anxious for a seminar and then i wouldn't go to the seminar and then for the rest of the day i feel sick because i never got through the adrenaline it's like you just sit on the adrenaline all day okay can we you've actually pulled us onto the first question Mm. a lot of people have been asking how do i get through my last year of uni how do i get through uni like kicking people are using like the exact same phrases which i almost thought do you guys know each other is this some sort of cult is some sort of scientology (laughs) thing (laughs) we're being set up sorry to bring it up (laughs) but like i would honestly love people are using the exact same phrase like how do i get through my x y and z year of uni how do i get through uni how do i get through education i don't know i don't know either i think you just blink and then you look back and think oh, i did it I, I mean i struggled so much by the skin of our teeth i mean i got through with a lot of therapy i had absolutely crippling social anxiety at uni but that's why i literally don't know i felt so fucking bad for at least the first two years of uni like i was so anxious going to seminars i was okay with the actual work but like going to seminars and actually having to speak oh my god i was sick every well most mornings but did that start straight away i remember being so nervous for it like before but i I think it built up like it was almost Mm. an association built up my first ever seminar person who i called nasty louis because he looked like a nasty version of louis (laughs) through and he was particularly bad he was so bad so i think that then yeah bad introduction put so much fear into me that they'd all be like that so i think i went in scared but then just got terrified as Mm. the first year went on and then i was like right you have to go to therapy about this so i don't i don't i don't know all i know is it got better the more i did it so by third year it wasn't as bad but although i did cry in quite a lot of meetings with my seminar teachers (laughs) But by the end, it was fine. Right. <laughs> what, because it was over? No, no, no. Like, I... that Well, I had therapy pretty consistently for, like, second year and, like, every now and then in third year. So to the person who doesn't have therapy and they just have this podcast, I mean, good luck to you. But what would you say? Do you know what I mean? Like, what was therapy giving you? I think, number one, if if I could take one thing back that I had so much then would it would be the the level of guilt that I had for not being able to go 
was so extreme mm. and i just almost think cut yourself some slack yeah in that do try and go but if you can't go like i would honestly be so filled with self self-hatred if i couldn't make it out of the door to go to a seminar and now when i look back and think god those were like extreme emotions like i would be throwing up like that is an extreme fucking thing from fear yeah like that's an extreme like mental health issue and i was almost like you fucking idiot you can't go you fucking stupid idiot why can't you you're wasting this opportunity but it's like jesus christ like just take the guilt off it i think that's one of the main things and also the more you do it the less scary it gets it really does and just know that you're gonna yeah you're just gonna be okay you're just gonna it's it's fucking hard and you're gonna be okay yeah and and kind of like you're gonna turn up to the seminar and there'll be like three other people in there who would have had a similar experience i reckon yeah just be nice maybe probably more because i think also i was so i had this idea that everyone knew each other and i was completely isolated in that they were all friends and or something like that and i was just the weirdo showing up even though obviously no one knew each other yeah i just saw some people talking and i'd be like oh they all know each other i'm the outcast Mm. Um, if you were in our book club i kind of thought i was the samantha (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) for the niche amount of people that were in our um, book club yeah, no, that wasn't the reality. And I think I would almost go in with an attitude of such fear, like kind of, and not talk to anyone that I would just like perpetuate the thing of... You would confirm that. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it was so, so horrific. So I think just go in super kind and nice and um, kind to yourself as well. Yeah, oh my God. I think that is, the guilt is, is the guilt that we make ourselves feel is actually like really it's bad mind-blowing yeah it's insane i think I, I was looking back on that recently of being like the, the yeah. guilt like the made it worse mm. the failure i would feel every time that i couldn't go and it wasn't i i thought it was like laziness i thought it was i'm not cut out for this like all of the stuff but it's like you literally have such bad social anxiety right now and i'd never really had that before so it was completely new and that, and it was just like if i could just take back that layer of just yeah. like complete shame around it it would have been fine but all like it would have just been what it is but i honestly amped it up by like a million and that made the stakes like for each seminar that was just like if you can go then you are the winner of the world and if you don't go yeah your worthiness rests on your ability to fulfill this task yeah and then even when you do go you still feel like shit because mm. like god i felt like sick my stomach is in knots like i haven't been able to eat all day like just the worst times uni's weird isn't it it's so fucking weird but also the best time mm. like it was so perfect as well which is the weirdest fucking thing it, it's so weird it's so so weird it's just funny because i think in that situation as well like for example i don't i really would find it hard to believe that anyone in sefi's seminars for example was looking at her thinking god that girl's really anxious blah blah, no. blah. and if they did they were thinking thank god someone here is as anxious as i am blah 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 they might have like what are you laughing at <laughs> i remember this one moment and me and my sister were on the bus the other day and i told her this because she was like was it actually that bad at uni and i was like i nearly fainted like i my anxiety was so bad like in one thing this is one with nasty louis and he asked me a question and my vision went like i blacked out wow so you say no one would have noticed but i must have looked so insane like you know when like in a film like the walls close in on your vision you yeah. wake up like oh my god i blacked out just from someone saying like oh like persephone what did you think of the book what did you think of it my vision mm-hmm. went <laughs> like that is so extreme but what happened in re- like what ha- what did you do did you reply i replied but i like it was the most stuttering mess like it was I, my whole fear was my voice shaking oh sefi god you're killing me i know it was so bad but imagine i couldn't even imagine that now being so nervous that my vision went i went blind i blinded myself i just want to save her i want to swoop in like the vision and pick you up and save you i mean i wish you could have it was so insane i think i said like (laughs) i remember what i said i thought it was good (laughs) i really liked it (laughs) i said something like I said something like, I wouldn't want to live my life by that philosophy. Like, like, what does it even mean? It's like, what book was it? Like, it's like 1984. Literally. It's like The Great Gatsby. Like, any book makes it funny. Yeah, it literally does. I wouldn't want to live my life by that philosophy, but like, I'm sweating. Like, my eyes are blinking. Like, 
I honestly had no vision. Oh god! And then I once presented, and he said, "Slow down, Persephone." That's and bad. I thought that was the most mortifying moment of my life. That's a fucking cunty move. He was a that nasty Louis. Really earned the name. Nasty Louis. Yeah, you don't get that name for nothing. To the girl that you could see is blind with anxiety. You're gonna tell her to slow down. <laughs> blind. <laughs> She's blind. I love that you said take the guilt away. The crux is just like don't make yourself feel worse than you're already going to be feeling in different ways like uni might be a great time for you um but it could also be a great time full of really hard times yeah and it's quite I think the whirlwind of uni it's like three or four years you know it's a few years depending on where you are what you're doing it's very intense I think I think no matter who you ask the crux if I put out my first crux. I think it might be the second crux. I think you've already said crux. <laughs> Maybe the second crux. Okay. <laughs> I'm already on a roll. Um, I think the crux is that it's a very intense time for everyone. I think that's kind of hard to avoid. And I think the next crux is that if you're already in an intense time, don't make yourself ba- feel bad. Make yourself feel even worse. Don't yeah. add a layer of guilt onto that. Totally. There's a question that I feel like ties into this that I screenshotted. Mm. And they said, I'm 22 and I feel so lost sometimes. I don't know what to do with my life and that scares me. Yeah. The idea that we should know what we're doing. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At this point in our life, like how do we reach, what, 27, let's say, and already feel like we've like failed at life? It's like, we haven't even started. Mm-hmm. We haven't even started. You're 22 and you don't know what to do with your life and you're scared. It's like, you shouldn't know. I, I kind of feel like there's something amazing about being a bit lost at a young age, at any mm-hmm. fucking age. Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're 22 and lost, like, isn't that kind of the point? That's the experience. Isn't that kind of the point of life? Yeah. Yeah. I think literally not a soul, not a soul that I've spoken to has, like, wouldn't relate to that experience. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, every person, every single person that I've ever spoken to recently about, like, how they feel and blah, blah, blah around this, a similar age is feeling that way. Like, why would we not be feeling... Like, also, add a pandemic into it. Yeah. Go on, I dare you. <laughs> add that into the maths. Literally, and work that one out. How on earth are we going to do that? Like, I think we're in some... It's a really weird um, state of delusion that we've got ourselves in where we're thinking that we are the only ones lost. Like, I think we're all really good at putting up a show and putting a front on. But everyone is so fucking confused all the fucking time. I think this is one of the biggest lessons. And I honestly think this is a lesson about moving from childhood into adulthood. Mm. In the sense that we're now becoming the ages that our teachers were at school, that our parents were when they had us and all of these things. And the people around us when we were children were these ages. Maybe not 22. But like, I had teachers at school that were 22. Yeah, People at my nursery when I was fucking seven weren't 22. And I viewed them, and I'm sure we all viewed them, as adults that we never even questioned whether they had their shit together because they are the adult authorities of life. Mm -hmm. And I think now it's the weird transition 
between childhood and adulthood where it's like oh wait I'm becoming the age of the people that cared for me when I was a child Mm -hmm. I think it's actually a bigger transition than I would think that it's almost like oh so now I'm realizing that they had no fucking clue what they were doing I'm kind of seeing everything in a slightly different light now Mm -hmm. it's completely true if you kind of if you think about the emphasis that we put on even like I mean anyone who's had a kid recently I personally haven't but anyone who's had a baby recently will know like the incremental differences the changes and the ways that we understand those changes that are happening to the baby every single day what phase they're in right now or the Mm. three to six months they'll be going through this in a few months time they might experience this and blah 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 and if you think about the ways that we understand like the transition from or just the transition of puberty or from being a child into a teenager Mm. and the way that we understand that with hormones and like such a formative time and personality forming and all of these things and confrontations come up the transition into or out of teenagedom and into adulthood is just as impactful Mm. isn't it a bit convenient or a bit suspicious that it's the one where they get to adults that suddenly no one's talking about it for a few reasons, I think. One, because they're adults, so they're not being cared for by adults anymore. So yeah. there's no reason for an adult to be investigating the phase that another adult might be at because you're not caring for that person anymore in the same way. And then also us as the adults are experiencing it in a world where we don't talk openly about anything, really. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes, it's just a given. It's just a Florence given, as we say. I don't know if we can say that. But we say it's a given. It's a Florence given. It's a given in this world that you just shut up about things. That's just, you know, you're feeling lost. You just don't talk about it. And your friends are feeling lost, but you'll never know because they don't talk about it. That's it, I think. It's the illusion. I just feel like it's a fucking coincidence, isn't it? That, like, we talk about all of these transitions. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of um, writing out there and a lot of conversation going on about the transition into out of work and into retirement well there most is. of us probably don't know anything about it because we don't look for it because also but then you move back into a state of someone that needs care the transition between of being a child and then sort of being an old person again you move it's almost like you come this weird full cycle um full circle where it's like you, yeah you regress into someone mm. that needs care again so then it's spoken about oh they're changing you're very aware of the incremental deterioration of them every single day shifts or like you you become so aware of like oh today they're doing better today they're doing worse today he ate his dinner you become so much aware oh they went for a walk oh no they can't walk today you become so aware of all of this stuff mm-hmm. and i do think you that's one of the only times in adulthood that you get given that kind of you're you're allowed to feel scared and lost and all of these things but anywhere in the middle where you're supposed to be a functioning adult in society how dare you bring up how you're doing today how dare you bring up feeling lost yeah 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 i agree i i just think it's these these shifts are always happening you're you're going through phases of your life and some of those phases are pretty universal in terms Mm. of like where your body is physically at and like we're going back to don't put guilt on it sorry that's just like my favorite thing Mm. but it's true it's it's don't um don't turn that into something that it really isn't I kind of had to romanticize it in my mind of you know what actually makes me feel really good and I've said this to you a million times Sefi I know I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast but like the amount of conversations I've had with literally everyone everyone I've ever met (laughs) I feel like is feeling lost and just like they don't know what they're doing and blah 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 and I feel like that all the time but something that I think switched in my mind was understanding like oh shit well like whatever I'm 20 I'm 24 and I don't know what I'm doing isn't that fun isn't that the fun of being 24 is am I not doing exactly what I should be doing and something that made me also feel really good was things like like old like um (laughs) like friends or like sex in the city it's like got a bunch of women in their like 30s 40s 50s whatever are just chilling out running around new york with no clue what's going on and that's not just okay it's not just valid it's fucking cool celebrated exactly yeah which is why obviously it's important to see different representations of lives in in the world in the media not Mm. just i mean obviously those like a bunch of rich white women running around new york is hardly like not necessarily lacking in representation but we don't see women after the age of 30 in the media anyway but i just think it might not be such a bad thing it could be a fun thing it could be like the fun part of the story it's kind of like rewrite it in your mind it's just simple just quickly rewrite it no big deal that is so good no no that's so good 
I remember when you said that to me, actually, and I remember that being a bit of a like, oh, okay, that hits. Mm. If you realise that you're going to be kind of a bit fearful and feeling a bit behind for pretty much the rest of your life, that's how Mm. society kind of functions in order for everyone to be overachieving and feeling like they're underachieving. That's kind of how you get a successful society. So if you admit that that is how you're going to be encouraged to feel pretty pretty much throughout your life that everyone else is kind of racing ahead and somehow you need to kind of pull your finger out and get your shit together because everyone else is doing it and for some reason (laughs) you haven't got this yet and you haven't got this yet and you haven't achieved this or that blah 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 blah. Uh in your 20s is pretty much one of the only times that's going to be romanticized yeah and that's why i do think I completely agree that watching things like, for example, Sex and the City, I don't really know anything about it, but I do think watching it does make you feel like, okay, I've got things to look forward to, have I? Mm. There's Kim Cattrall looking sexy as hell. Okay, I've got things to look forward to. Because if you think the only representation of women over a certain age is as a wife or as some kind of boring, nagging mother. Nondescript mother. Who mm. Who's supposed to be 40 but is played by a 25 year old actress. So I'm completely unimpressed. It actually hurts but yeah. It does. And there's nothing to look forward to really. But actually when you look at the media that is created basically last night my housemate was watching a show that I had never seen before and I've I know my mum watched it but I don't even know really what her thoughts were but have you ever seen Grace and Frankie? I've heard of it. Never seen it. I've seen like bits and pieces but yeah I wasn't like hugely impressed to be Mm -hmm. honest at the the vibe of the show but like I um I like watched a bit whilst I was seeing that and I was like actually it is so nice to see such stunning older women talking about like my friend was like explaining the plot she was like okay so they're launching their own brand of vibrators for like older women and stuff i was like it is actually giving me shivers i know it's like Mm -hmm. a trivial show powerful yeah they are so fucking beautiful it's jane fonda and i can't remember the other yeah yeah. it's like they are so beautiful just the the life in that show like they were just so lively and all of this stuff it's like yeah okay so jane fonda if she hadn't been producing that show whatever she'd be playing a cameo of herself in something of, as sexy lady number one or she'd be playing the grandmother the, the glamorous gla- grandmother but it's like no it's so funny actually you get to be the lead yeah like, you shouldn't be the lead by the standards here and i thought actually for jane fonda and the other stunning woman who oh my god jane fonda is so cool so stuns i was just like god actually maybe you don't have to feel lost like forever maybe you can be in your Mm -hmm. 60s or 70s whatever on your 50s your 30s whatever and be feeling lost and just be like but that's my life like i want this lost life i don't want um an ordered neat life i don't need to feel scared of like you don't need to have no direction and be fearful you can just be free yeah i think also like i do sometimes want a neat and ordered life but i also don't feel bad when i'm lost yeah do you know what i mean it's just whatever the situation wherever we're at yeah is just how we take it because i also think this and it's just similarly like with friends and with sex and city and with grace and frank or whatever it's there's something about not just like oh okay there's something to look forward to but also like yeah maybe i wouldn't want to be doing that but they are which shows me that it does exist and it's okay for them which yeah. must make it okay for me do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's almost like when you see someone else doing it, it's like, oh, well, all right, fine. Put things into perspective. If you think like the the alternative is, and I know the reality of the alternative is, you're sat on your phone all day looking at the most stunning people you've ever seen in your life who are your age or younger, doing seemingly more than you, looking seemingly better than you, completely perfect. You've got no awareness of anyone not struggling do you get what i mean yeah no you know every that and that's the illusion that is the illusion that society thrives from and fucking internet thrives from is you feel like you are falling behind which is insane that the expectation versus reality is crazy when it's fucking sex in the city is is the reality more of a reality yeah yeah than what you what else you're looking at that's insane i mean that is disgusting actually isn't it yeah like the rea- the, what we've got to hold on to is four of the most glamorous rich white women with like whatever a hundred shoes in her closet it's insane and in this like rent controlled apartment i'm sorry it's not the reality and that's the hope that we've got it's scary isn't it well that's fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> hope that helps yeah <laughs> So there's this one. I mean, it's super trivial. And you just said one that was about breakfast. So I feel like it's in the same... This was off the podcast. Same realms. We're discussing potentially doing one about breakfast, but we could do this one. Uh Uh-huh. Literally just rank crisps. It's what the girls want. Yeah, I love that one. Just fun. The rank gives me pressure. I can't be ranking. Yeah, same, same, same. 
Okay. Worst is worst, worst, worst. Oh, <laughs> what you don't know? <laughs> you said that with such conviction. I'm so confused that you didn't have one lined up ready to go. <laughs> well, I have so many, but it's like worst is definitely. Um, what's the worst? <laughs> What the hell? Well, there's like a few different bad ones, I think. Go on. Like any kind of like... I don't want to make anyone feel bad. <laughs> no, I don't want to feel bad. Any kind of like cheese and onion vibe is like my like worst. I knew you were going to say a cheese and onion vibe. That's like my worst option. But also like... But are you not ever in the mood for like a cheese and onion? I ne- never... You've never once enjoyed cheese and onion. Is that correct? I just think it's not the flavour for me. And it's the absolute worst. There's nothing worse. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's just coming to mind as like a not a good one in my mind. Okay. But also like at the bottom could be any... No, no. The fucking worst. The worst of the worst. The pits. Yeah. The absolute pits of despair is like (laughs) when it's like a weird um, sort of like pork flavour. Have you seen that sort of thing? Where it's like a fancy crisp and it's like not... I'm not talking bacon. I saw one that was like... (laughs) Fucking hell. God. Ham. It was like a ham flavoured crisp. This was supposed to be easy. <laughs> it was like a ham. It was like a ham. What do you mean ham? It was like a fancy. You know like- what? The word I don't like. Yeah, and you're I know you definitely don't like it. Like if I don't like it, you will not like it. Ham hock? I've never heard that. What the fuck is that? <laughs> ham hock. Am I going to be sick when I find out what it is? You look really upset. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I used to love like... Ha- I used to love like corned beef. Oh. I used to love like so delish. That is absolutely vile. I know. I'm really like not fussy, which is why it's annoying that I'm vegan. I'm like, oh God, I have to be so fucking... Oh God, my morals are so fucking strong. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, oh, how to be such a fucking saviour. I think the worst flavours. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's a good flavour that's like a weird... Like this is this is going to go somewhere. Bit like, of a rogue, but a good one. Yeah. I feel like people could really strongly disagree. And I would kind of disagree with this as well until I had them. But they were in Portugal. You know how like a European supermarket, they just have bizarre mm. flavours. There was like a ketchup flavored crisp. Oh, ketchup's the best. Ketchup crisp. I've yeah. never had them before. No I way. Them. Yeah, they're amazing. I've never had ketchup crisps. Yeah. Because it was just like eating chips and ketchup, but crisps. Yeah. I love a ketchup crisp. You know what? Um, you know what? Can we talk about why they're definitely big in the UK? I don't know if these are big anywhere else, but the hummus chips crisps. Loves. Love. Can we talk about how impossible it is to open the packet? Because I would always have Rock them in the library hard. when you're not supposed to eat. And I would honestly like, it's like, do I sit on them to burst the packet open? Like just quickly, just get it over and done with. They are so good though, hummus chips. I like, I need a pair of scissors. I need like fucking, I need a crowbar to yeah, get into yeah, these no crisps. Good. They're so good. They're in such a like, sacks yeah like they're huge bags almost but they're so good well that's <laughs> we often say actually when it comes to food we're about quantity over quality <laughs> and actually i would love to ask you is there anything else in life that you think it's about like quality over quantity or quantity over quality like for example men it's like i think it's more about the quality rather than the 100%. quantity of men you don't want a lot of shitty scraps around you no no i definitely think most things in life are quality over quantity but food for <laughs> some yeah. some reason it's our motto that it's quantity over quality well i don't want a tiny little delicious dish i want a full spread of shit <laughs> same same same. i want like a ton of disgusting shit we discovered that when we would do burger nights when it was when in when our weird phase for the last like months where it was just game of thrones times mm-hmm. and when we lived in brighton together and it was just us two for some reason in the house we kind of turned the house into like a little diner <laughs> we that everyone came back and it was like red leather chairs <laughs> And tiled floor. The photo of you that's still the photo ID on my phone. Yeah, it's a bad photo. No one can ever see it. Do you not like it? Are you joking? I think it's just great, but like, I get it if you don't like it as a photo. It's you kind of stretching out pizza with your hands, <laughs> like dough, like looking like Nick Jonas. In this one photo we found of Nick Jonas. <laughs> so that makes no sense. It's, it's, it, it's, it, I'm holding pizza out as if I'm making pasta, like as if I'm in a picture of someone making pasta. That's what it is but the pizza is really stretched <laughs> but we found some sort of photo of nick jonas where he's got kind of a cigar in his mouth making pasta mm. and we thought we can recreate this and you've got a felt tip in your mouth 
and you're stretching out pizza dough because that's when we did pizza nights but we really discovered that we were both big time quantity over quality and boy did we live by it for those months i still do to be honest yeah, i yeah. still do yeah same and proudly and proudly yeah i don't know if there's anything else with pride what about like movies like films like would you rather like have a lot of shit on the go just like a lot of casual viewing or would you rather just have like one film that you watch and it's really good do you know what i mean i'd rather have one film that i watch that's good Mm. i think because even though i do watch um casual i would watch the I mentioned every fucking time the office mm-hmm. that is good that is the pr- the creme de la creme of show like mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not wanting hours and hours of um coronation street <laughs> over <laughs> two hours of watching yeah. the office straight whatever fair enough or like or a small or one episode of the office yeah or one movie i'm trying to think if there is something that's like that is it is there anything coming to mind for you? Would you rather have like a ton of like, like, would you rather have holidays, like a ton of like vacations mm. as in like loads of little, like random ones you didn't have the best time or like one. mini breaks. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they, but the quality of them is bad. So you're staying in bad accommodation. Well, the quality of them just like isn't good. Or would you rather have like an amazing quality holiday? <laughs> what is this conversation? <laughs> I'd rather have an amazing quality holiday. Just one though. Just one and you never go on another one ever again. In my whole entire life. I'm kind of thinking No, you can't bend the rules. Oh God, I didn't know it was one thing in my life, but the options aren't <laughs> in one thing in your entire life. Neither did I, but then you answered too easily and I thought, mm, let's make this one in your entire life. No, I'll take the little shitties then. Mm-hmm. Well, how shit can they be? Because I'm gonna need a break again. I'm gonna need a break again after. <laughs> <laughs> from this relentless life yeah and also you can make them good i think would you rather have loads of shitty quality because i think this is kind of money puts a limit on it in the mm. <laughs> not to call our clothes shit but we probably do fall into the category of having more loads of shitty quality clothes <laughs> than big pieces i was thinking clothes even though i much would prefer to have like big pieces as Gok Wan would call it a capsule wardrobe back in the day if you ever watched his show <laughs> Gok's Fashion Fix <laughs> capsule wardrobes are a thing now I know but I really picture Gok's Fashion Fix where there would be like <laughs> 20 items it's a capsule wardrobe what would you rather then you would rather a lot or a little I'd rather a little no I'd rather I'd rather a little quality of mm. a, a, a smaller amount of good clothes but I think actually in practice I live by a big quantity of shit clothes that's fine just in the normal kind of 20 year old girl life 20 or 25 year old girl life yeah but i don't i don't agree with that that's weird isn't it saying 20 year old girl and it's like oh shit 45 year old woman (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually an 80 year old man um i don't know i had quite a fright the other day Mm. i didn't tell you about i just kept it to myself i didn't tell anyone i just swallowed it down oh i also had a fright but i'm gonna have to tell you after oh um i can't wait to hear it sorry to interrupt your fright but just note the fright i was no no please do i'd rather not go into it to be honest it wasn't that big of a fright i was looking at my um i thought i was looking at the sefi and wing followers but i was looking at my personal account followers to see like the percentage of men and women and like the ages and stuff because ours used to be do you remember it was like it's 86 like 96 percent female and all that remember that yeah anyway and i have quite a lot of men i don't know what it is over the age of 71 or something oh 65 and things like that oh, which i fuck? thought because it was like all the women are like you know teens 20s Young, yeah. like 30s whatever yeah just like looking amazing like being cool and normal and amazing and the best people alive and then i clicked on men and it was like old men which is fine uh-huh. old men can be really great but it just threw me. But not when they're following a fucking 20-year-old 20, 20 girl. It's just so weird. I know. Oh, that's terrible. Go on, what was your fright? Um, well, it's in a similar vein of creepy men, but also it is going to take the tone right down to a fearful place. Oh. It was just something that I forgot to tell you that happened to me the other day. Quite scary, actually. Okay. But it will take the tone right down, so do we want to do it? Or we could go in with another crisp situation. <laughs> Why don't we take the tone down? We'll come back with the crisps after. Okay. <laughs> Make a little crisp sandwich. We'll come back with what's your favourite breakfast. Yeah. So I was taking out the bins the other day. Nice. Such a good housemate. Such a good housemate. Well, I actually thought I haven't done it in a while. I should probably do it. 
before this becomes a bit noticeable. <laughs> so I'd set up on the TV. I was going to watch The Invisible Man starring everyone's favourite Scientologist, Elizabeth Moss. God, <laughs> clear. My job's going to bring her up. <laughs> and I would just set that up on the TV and I was like, okay, look, just take the bin out and then you'll be able to relax and watch The Invisible Man. <laughs> and now I can relax. <laughs> Kill us faster. Yeah, go on. And then little did I know I would have the most scary experience. So I was unable Mm. to relax and watch a thing about a scary man. Although I did watch it in the end. I was like, okay, take the bin out. But our bins are a bit weird. You have to kind of take them like round into this like area where there's like a bin area. We have the same thing. Do you? It's quite weird, isn't it? Because I remember having that in Brighton. Oh no, ours are just on the street. Is that the same for you? Well, it has been in every other house. But for some reason in this house, you have to like carry your bin bag and put it in this like massive bin area well, what were you doing in brighton what do you mean in brighton in our second year house we had to take the bin so for example in third year we had the bin like a wheelie bin on the street yeah oh yeah we did so we did yeah we don't have we don't have a we don't have like a wheelie bin it's like a mass bin area yes yeah, yeah. same here yeah god weren't we lucky to have a wheelie bin i, I, I know forgot we had a wheelie bin well i've had one every other year wow but then just not a thing here for some reason what are your bins like guys yeah what are your bins like honestly is this relatable content <laughs> I think it is. I've never, I have never put that into perspective. Yeah, go on. Would you rather have a lot of shit bins or, <laughs> or one high quality premium wheelie bin? A <laughs> <laughs> high quality premium bin every day. <laughs> because then you avoid absolute maniac situation like I just had. You know what you need to do? You need to make sure you take the guilt away from when you go and take the bin out. (laughs) Take the shame out of carrying a dripping bin Don't feel bad about it because you're already going to be feeling bad. You're already gaslighting yourself the way that you knew (laughs) society would gaslight you. (laughs) Honestly, what is this? I'm so sorry. Um... I was taking my dripping little bin bag out onto the street, out into the bin area. Mm. (laughs) And I noticed it was just about to get dark. It was like that weird time of day where it's like, it's just, it's twilight. Edward Cullen's looking around. You thought it was safe to go out at 3 p.m., but it wasn't. It wasn't. No, of course it wasn't. I went around the corner into the bin area. I could see the bins. They're kind of in the corner. And I started walking towards it. And as I was walking towards, I noticed there was a man there with his hood up and like a COVID mask on. Okay. And I was like, bit fucking weird to be hanging around the bins but whatever <laughs> walk towards the bins realize takes on to no he's one l- <laughs> he's loitering <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but hagrid what were you doing in nocturnal <laughs> you doing in the restricted section <laughs> he's he's big time loitering he's got no bins in his hands right. he's loitering around he notices i'm walking towards bins but then i should have just turned back he's thinking bingo bingo here we go jackpot one man's trash <laughs> <laughs> Horrific. It was actually scary. <laughs> Not to call you trash. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm going to get cancelled. Yeah, go on. I take this stuff very seriously. <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled over... If we get cancelled over this, I will kick up a fuss. <laughs> I'll go down kicking and fucking screaming. I'm happy to be cancelled over many things. <laughs> you have to drag me by my hair. <laughs> <laughs> they won't hate me for this. I should have just turned back with the bin and gone back into the house. God, it was thought, that extreme. I'll do the bin later. It was weird, yeah. You would have gone back, bin dripping. Well, I did. Well, the bin wasn't actually dripping. Put the bin back in the... You would have put the bin bag back in the bin. Well, I would have just put it back, like, in the kitchen. I was basically like, I saw him... You would have him, gone back. In hindsight, I think I should have done that because he was giving weird vibes. It's like, this isn't an area you would hang out. There's no reason mm. to be there. And also, like, hood up vibes kind of standing there, like, just weird vibes. Kick, he was kicking, like, a glass broken bottle on the floor it was just just the vibe so i should have gone back (laughs) but i didn't i thought no go towards him oh god i started walking towards him and towards the bin threw the bin in the bag realized okay he's following me out and you've just lost your greatest weapon bin juice lost my greatest weapon i didn't have my phone with me oh fucking hell seffy shit i know yeah so i was completely alone with the man in the bin area Mm. um and i realized he was kind of following me like he started and so i kind of sped up he sped up obviously um i managed to kind of time it really well turn the corner and quickly get into my house before he saw what house i lived in yeah i looked through the little peephole and he was on the street like looking around for me which was so fucking scary like i could literally see him like looking around but he didn't know which house i went into so it was all good but i got in and i was like well i'm not really in the mood to watch the invisible man now about a film about a stalker Mm. um but that was my scary story so i hope that didn't bring anyone god down mm. but 
Space Raiders, hey? Space Raiders. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Quavers? <laughs> oh my God. God. Mm. Well, stay safe, guys. Yeah, stay safe. If you're out and about listening, stay safe. Take your phone with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Favourite breakfast? Favourite breakfast? I do quite like a lot of breakfast, so... Yeah, give it. Give us a round... Like, what if, if it's a fun day, you've got some time, what are you making for breakfast? Oh, I'm making something. Oh, well, what, what are you del- ordering breakfast? I was... No, I pictured I was going out for breakfast. I was going out for breakfast. Okay, you're going out for breakfast. God, I haven't been out for breakfast in so long. That sounds so stunning. <laughs> that would be nice, right? Mm, that sounds stunning. Where would we go? Um... Well, it depends on the vibe. If we're in Brighton, I'm picturing um, that weird um, balcony. Almost if we're wanting a quite disgusting mm. sausage and beans toast vibe, I can picture us... You know, it's not called balcony anymore. I know, it's called like the rock and rolling cafe. It's called Kenny's Rock and Soul Cafe. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like It's all brightly coloured in there, so it's nice. It's a good cla- you Linda's vibe. You know what you're getting. Mm. But if we're going somewhere nice, I'm going to want pancakes. Yeah. I went through a real... Fa- well, I just haven't had pancakes in a while. In, at the moment, I'm I'm more into a savoury start of the day. I agree. I think it's winter. Maybe it is winter. Yeah, maybe you're right. Because I'm moving more into a more um, pancaking vibe at the moment. Well, Shrove Tuesday coming up. Get your Bibles out. Is it? Is it? <laughs> right it is cue. biblical, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I'm not taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> you can cancel us for that. <laughs> I don't even know if I want that in there. <laughs> yeah. I'll go down with that. Honestly, she was cancelled for not knowing what Shrove Tuesday was. <laughs> didn't know the proper origins of pancake day (laughs) i feel like we should go because i think we're talking shit now i think we should go yeah i think that's i think you might be right um when we start talking about shrove tuesday i think it's time to (laughs) well it's i can't honestly i can't switch this fucking phone on without it popping up saying shrove tuesday oh really i just keep getting like i haven't got any reminders about it yet well i haven't got a reminder necessarily but (laughs) i set all my alarms No, I'm not getting reminders, but it's just coming up. I just keep seeing for some reason. I don't know. What anyway. are you going to have on your pancake for Shrove Tuesday? I haven't even thought about it. What are you going to have? I just call it Pancake Day, by the way. I don't call it Shrove Tuesday. So do I, but on the calendar it says Shrove <laughs> Tuesday. Right, like gravely <laughs> serious, isn't it? Shrove. What is a Shrove? <laughs> shrove. Ay, ay, ay. Right, come on, let's go. No, but what are you having on your pancake? Oh, right. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. What about you? Maybe beans? Oh, God. <laughs> Keep it on brand. Do you know what my favourite is? Mm. My absolute favourite is... Are you talking about a thick, fluffy pancake or are you talking about a thin... Oh, I'm going thin, a crepe style. <laughs> Very biblical, yeah. I would have like a Nutella nice. with banana vibe. Yeah, that's good. I could do that right now, honestly. Same, same. Maybe I will. Or will the shroves get angry? <laughs> what is a shrove? Should I may as well wait, right? No, Shrove Tuesday is not till it's not till March. <laughs> I'm talking about Shrove fucking Tuesday. <laughs> Fully got my calendar out. Right, let's go. We cannot be putting this out, right? Bye, everyone. Bye. If you don't hear from us, it's even the worst. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com